This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family. Take care of your chicken. Take care of your money. <laughs> On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's good, Kansas City? What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building, hoping that this is of the, the first of the three last shows of the season and players only. I am Danon Hughes, and my partner... Bar- Sean Barber. Hello, are you there? Barbershop. Some reason he's not here yet, so I just got to go solo for a little bit. Barbershop is in tow. Definitely got to throw some jabs to him. And if you've listened to the show in the past, there there is has been a tendency uh, for Barbershop to be a little tardy. And uh, he's got work to do. He's got business to handle. He's got six kids and other stuff. So I appreciate the brother. He's a brother of mine, but I definitely always got to throw a jab when I got an opportunity. This is Players Only. We are on 6 to 7 every Thursday night. And like I said, we're hoping this is one of, what, three left to have um, for the rest of this season. The phone lines, text lines are open, 913-586-7610. And this is a big, big week. It is Final Four week in the NFL. And uh, after an amazing exciting wild card weekend we have the divisional round upon us a round that we have become accustomed to participating in uh we've had greatness during this weekend in the past with patrick mahomes undefeated uh high qbr i'll give you those numbers later but uh, this is a round that the chiefs have owned especially during the Patrick Mahomes era. So we are excited about this coming weekend. There's been some really, really cool football that we just came off of in the wildcard weekend. Good to see the Chargers get beat and in that fashion. Some people might think, oh, they're AFC West team. We should be somewhat rooting for them against the other AFC teams. No, I do not. If if we're in a situation ever, the Broncos are ever getting back to form and playoff form, I am not rooting for them. If the Raiders come out of their shell 
and are able to have some success and some semblance of, of normalcy, no, I am not rooting for them, and I'm not rooting for the Chargers. Uh, they got what they deserved. I've been down that road before. Heck, we have been down that road before as Chiefs fans where we gave up big-time leads, and uh, I'm sure the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos were not necessarily cheering for us during those times. So you get what you get, and they got it, and they got embarrassed, and um, it's unfortunate for them, but, you know, life moves on. They got an early vacation, and uh, I'm sure they're making the best of it in Cabo or wherever they are vacationing in. All of the emphasis is on this Chiefs team. And in the first quarter of this show, like I feel like it's an opportunity for us to recap this season and recap some, some great points of this season and where we are right now, where this team is. And then we'll get into the Jaguars and this opponent who we, we met back in week 10. And we beat by 10 points. We gave up the ball three times, did not have a penalty in that game, and we got to a 20-0 20, 20 uh, lead and basically cruised to a win. But there were some aspects of that game as well as uh, what we saw last weekend with them against the Chargers that are some concerns, are going to be factors in this matchup, and I can we can rest assured that they will not just come over, come in and roll over. This is going to be a competitive game, and in the fourth quarter we'll get into that. But for this first quarter show, I want to, like, I want to give some flowers to this team, this Chiefs team, and what they were able to accomplish. So many different highlights. Uh, you look at just the depth chart in itself. You have a seventh round pick in Isaiah Pacheco, uh, doing work, elevating himself into one of the stars on this team, one of the high performers on this team. And as we've seen with Andy Reid, whether he's drafted a first-round running back like a Clyde Edwards-Alaire or had stars in the past when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, for the most part, if you look through his resume, it's always been about a one-two punch. He's always had a solid one-two punch, whether it was Brian Westbrook, or and Deuce Staley, Shady McCoy. You can go back into time during his tenure as a head coach, and it's always kind of been about a one-two. He never really has, or has never really shown the the the, the desire to just have one one horse uh, in the backfield. And the fact that Brett Veach and he were able to draft and develop and depend on a seventh-rounder from Rutgers. We're not talking about a seventh-rounder from Georgia, from Alabama, from Michigan, uh, from you know USC or other places that have churned out running backs. We're talking about Rutgers. I'm from Jersey, and we're talking about Rutgers football, Rutgers running backs, didn't have much success, didn't have a whole bunch of highlights, but like that diamond in the rough, blue-collar guy in Pacheco, he's become one of my favorites as well as the other part of that one-two punch in Jarek McKinnon and what he's been able to do being the first running back to have nine touchdown receptions uh, in the span that he was able to accomplish that. Like Sometimes even though we have goals and we have aspirations for this team and seeing what they'll be able to do and getting to the promised land in Glendale, Arizona, you know, sometimes we got to take a chance, take a time and – 
reflect on what we've enjoyed during this season. And I know Dan has called in and uh, Big T and others have called in and text lines have been, you know, populated with sometimes it's about how great this team is. Then there's about concerns. And after a loss, the sky is falling and the world's going to end. And uh, I don't think we do enough to just kind of reflect and this is an opportunity to reflect on how this season has gone. Remember, uh, about six months ago, was the, uh, the world was going to end for this Chiefs team, and every pundit, uh, so-called expert, had us as the third-best team in the AFC West and not making the playoffs, and the dreaded R-word was going to be a part of our uh, season, that rebuild, because we lost one person. Now, that's a very special talent, very unique talent, uh, probably one of the best, if not the best, that I've seen playmaker-wise throughout my time of watching the NFL and being a part of the NFL in Tyreek Hill. But that was just one person. And yet, we were able to overcome that. And Patrick Mahomes, if you remember the press conferences early, where he said it's going to look different. And people questioned it. People were concerned about it. And lo and behold, he wind up speaking that into existence, that our team looked different. And we have, you know, games where we have 12 different receivers catching balls, 13 different targeted, um, the ball being spread around uh, and very efficiently. And even though there's been some minor downs, everything is a lot of it has been major ups as well. So from the offensive perspective, because the offense is the most important part of the ball of the game, um, we have to tackle that. Offensive line, question marks with Orlando Brown Jr. And what we were going to do with Andrew Wiley on the right side, Lucas Niang hurt, and all some of the question marks of the sophomore season of Trey Smith and um, Creed Humphrey. And this team, you know, giving up, such a low amount of sacks this season uh, to me is very impressive, extremely impressive. And we should be proud of that. And, and during this time, like this is a time where we should embrace that, that for, you know, this season for 17 games, we got to see greatness unfold a little bit differently than we've seen it in the past, but yet it's been great. And my concern has always been because we are spoiled and it's, it's a good spoiled here in the Chiefs kingdom uh, that we overlook that greatness. We get caught up in what's not happening. And there's a lot of, you know, radio analysts, uh, radio show hosts, t- television hosts that will talk more about the negative than the positive. We'll talk all of, more about the question marks than the exclamation points. We'll talk about who else is in the league or who may be, Uh, taking over for Patrick Mahomes around the league as opposed to just embracing the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And I think that's wrong. And so for this show, for this show and this moment, let's embrace our greatness on the offensive side. Now I've been joined. I've been joined by uh, this character next to me who I actually had a meeting with earlier this morning. And he stumbles in here a little bit tardy for the party. Barbershop, like, I took, I took 
Don't like, even start. I took, I took 11 minutes to talk about our offense, and you only got one minute now to talk about the defense, so you better hurry up. I don't need to talk about anything because any, at the in, beginning of the show, we see on Thanks the Thanks for your line, contribution, Barbershop. Barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks for coming in. Thanks it for coming says, in. God bless it, you. Good night. On our text line, it says, Barbershop, he, he's never here to open the show. Like, like that's... That's like my stick. That's what I do. I got business. Oh, I didn't know that. I and didn't. Sometimes business runs long, and when business runs long, I text. I always text you and say, "Hey, man, I'm be a couple minutes late." This, and I gotta listen to the crickets and all the other little <laughs> things you got going on. All the little the setup for me being uh, a little bit tardy to the party. Yeah, that right there. Yeah, you and Julio. Yeah, y'all be y'all be gang ganging up on me on my. You know, well, you and Julio ganged up on me last week on uh, my hot takes. So see, don't even start. I've been living rent free in your head for a week. You've been thinking about that all week. I like it. Oh, put, it. don't make me put this color purple thing on you. Oh, uh, whatever no, you done do. No roots. Don't put no <laughs> roots on me, man. So barbershop don't always open on time, and you and yeah. you proud of that. I mean, and you still ain't I, tackled the defense and, and and what we should be. Well, you talked about us being at a meeting earlier. I was like 15 minutes early for that meeting. I mean, I ain't. So the, wait, 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 the wait. Surprise wait. on your face <laughs> at, for that 9 a.m. meeting with wait, the Chiefs. So just because you you early for one meeting, you think some of that time should carry over? So it should equal out. Like if you if I gotta meet you twice in a day and you 10 minutes late. But 15 minutes early, you really on time for both? All right, That's let me, what you're saying? Let me tell y'all how Andy Reid works this, and I'm going to work this into the story. <laughs> when he meets us for, for our first time in a meeting, he says, listen, I respect you, man. I am uh, respect your time. He says, so if I tell you we got a 10-minute meeting and it runs a couple minutes over, somebody from leadership tell me, and I'll make sure you get those two minutes back before the end of the week. He always did that because he was like, man, I respect y'all. Y'all need to respect me. I need y'all to focus on the, the business at hand when it's, when it's time. And I always remember that about him. And, and I think that should be applied to life. So, so I was 15 minutes early for meeting with you at 9 a.m. So I was 11 minutes, a little bit tardy for the show. So I'm still like plus four minutes. So, Seriously hydrated. Thank you. We ain't even in the hot takes se- segment. And, and Julio knows exactly how my mind is working. I didn't even say anything to him behind the scenes while you were giving that garbage. <laughs> Is that how they would? Is that how they would treat you at the McGinnis Group? You do a great job at the McGinnis Group. You know, yeah. would would they would they Pay, redeem your time like that? Paid time off. That's how they reward. We have a great great <laughs> Monday through Wednesday. The big boss comes in and says, "You know what, guys? Rest of the week's on me." Paid time off. But what if you late on Monday? See, yeah, you, you what, keep, if you, what if you late on Monday <laughs> and you early on Tuesday? He ain't gonna say. Cancels out. So I heard Damon talk about giving guys flowers <laughs> and about the running game and the running backs and all that. Defensively, guys, like, just look at the stats. You know our, our defense has been one of the top defenses in the league, especially the last six and seven weeks of the, uh, the season. And so I love to see our defense hitting on all cylinders. Uh, everybody's healthy, ready to go. And then having another week to just prime that body and get that, that emotional level, uh, get that most even higher uh, for Saturday. So, man, like, listen. I'll wait until the end of the show to tell you, but y'all know my my prediction is going to be fine. Yeah, we're going to tackle the bye week, and both of us, you know, throughout our careers have had really good seasons of being a part of teams during really good seasons where we were fortunate to have a bye week in the playoffs. And I want to tackle the feeling of a bye week coming off a bye week. I think a lot of fans out there may have some assumptions of a bye week and maybe even some concerns. So we'll tackle that 
along with our hot takes in the next segment. And here's what, it, before we go to break, I will make 100% promise, Barbershop won't be late for the next segment. This is Players Only with Dana Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Bono looking to pass the football, throws in the middle, pass is cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Dana Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers, halfback pass, Marcus Allen right side, touchdown Kansas City, Dana Hughes from Marcus Allen. All right, we are back, players only, second quarter of the show, and as I promised, Sean Barber, is not tardy. He is here, <laughs> and he is going to participate in this hot fire, spit fire segment of our show. You lucky, I love you. you Dan and lo- KC, we're going to get to you in the third quarter, like we do. I appreciate the love, Barbershop. No, I'm going to kick it off because you're in timeout. So you take, you're going to take a backseat to me in this show, this whole you promise, show. You promise I'm going to be on time. Then you're going to mute me for five, ten minutes. Like, what, come on, man. Make your mind. Do you want to hear me or you don't? Come hey, you, you know when you were a kid and you got in trouble. Oh, my dad, just look, just look at me. And you, you had to yep. you know, you had to sit by and watch everybody else have, having fun and doing stuff. And you had to sit with your back to the TV or, or be in your room. That's right. That's how you learn. Discipline. That's where you are. You are in your room right now. That's, that's why I got to the NFL because I knew discipline. That's what it was. I Man, you need it <laughs> in life. Discipline. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna hit my hot fire take. I'm gonna be quick because I feel like barbershop. You got something hot as well. If you've listened to this show, you've heard me rail on officials. I'm gonna take another opportunity to do so because I don't think there's enough accountability. I think that. There's too much question that goes into the games and there's too much influence that they have at the NFL level. They can make some tweaks to the system that would give them more clean hands. But going to the Charger-Jaguars game, specifically the Joey Bosa situation, to me uh, made made my stomach hurt in regards to one particular penalty. Now, I am not absolving... Uh, Joey Bosa. He could have handled the situations much better, much more mature, uh, throwing your helmet down twice and and all of that. Not a part of the game. Definitely not a mature way of handling uh, any kind of situation in the game. I'm going to the official that walked with him back to the sideline, that baited him into another penalty And even though that penalty, that was one of the penalties that didn't really affect. uh, I I don't know if that was the one that got them closer. I believe that was the one that got them closer and had them go for two where Trevor Lawrence reached over the line and got the two-point conversion. But any official, and people said, well, people were killing me, trying to hit me on Twitter. You don't know what he said. What I do know is that whatever he said, the official did not hear first. Right. So if I don't hear you the first time, I, as an official, especially if you are walking off the field, should not bait you, trail you and poke, poke the bear and ask you to say what you said again. I should not do that. 
It's like anything else. Like it's not it's not the right position, especially in the game of football, where just because you think you heard something and you want him to say it again, you're gonna poke the bear and then throw a flag. Yeah. Like maybe go to commercial and you, if you want to ask him what he said. And he says it, all right, now you're having a man-to-man conversation. It's not about a flag or not. But if you're going to poke the bear like that, I think it was unprofessional, and it was the same official that had thrown the flag on Chris Jones when he was chirping at Matt Ryan when we played the Indianapolis Colts this year, which cost us the game. So my beef is with the officials, with the, uh, with the, the uh, head officials, that look down on these guys, that grade these guys, that assess them for playoffs, for bonuses, for raises, and for Super Bowls, like get some more accountability, get in their ear in those situations, and make sure that they stay and drawing within the lines and not baiting emotional players that are getting pushed around by 300-plus pound pound athletes in highly intense situations, win, do or die, win or go home situations, and you throw a flag because you want to chase them down because you got your feelings hurt. There you go. Julio is tough tonight. Julio, it's tough. It's a tough. Julio crowd took tonight. a little power nap before he came in, and uh, now he, don't, no, he got, don't make it. Don't see. Don't do that. No, I'm saying nah, he got. He got. So he got some muscles now. Don't do that. All right, go don't. ahead. You go with your hot fire take. Hurry uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad now. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we're gonna start and finish this hot take with the utmost respect about the uh, obviously about the injury to Hamlin. Um, yes, it was unfortunate. It was unpredictable. It, was, it left the league in a unprecedented um, set of affairs. So when C dot talks earlier about what should have sh- happened, should or should not happen with that Bills Cincy game, and should it be in a neutral location, and everything, I got to push back and one hundred percent disagree with that young man. I definitely think it should have the same and be coming under the same rules as our game with Buffalo. Um, all three teams had some at stake. And even though we weren't playing in the game, we the number one seed was still at risk. And it was part of the puzzle to be um, worked out over the last mm-hmm. you know, two weeks of the season. Now, the one thing I do say is if the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, for whatever reason, were not on the same schedule and they ended up the way they did, 13-3, and three, uh, 12-4, and four, then I would say, hey, just like it's happening this week on Sunday, you got to play that game at the Bills. But because it was an opportunity head-to-head for them to the, 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 the determine mm-hmm. the score and settle you know, in, their, um, in their own way who was going to be the second seed, I think you definitely have to put that in the same boat as the, what you're saying would have, could have, you know, should have happened um, with the Buffalo Bills record as far as let, not getting us a, a AFC championship here in Kansas City and making us be um, exposed or uh, available to go to this neutral location. So at the end of the day, man, it, it, the game on the field, it happens on the field. It's fast. No one um, knows and no one knows how things are going to turn out. But the, the rule was already in place for it to be the winning percentage. That was rules already in place. So the yeah. fact that the NFL went against their own set of rules to do something unordinary un- un- the least they should have made it as fair across the board and say every all three spots, the first, second, and third seed were up to grab because the, the fourth seed was not possibly. Yeah. Met. So the, fir- the first, second, and third seeds, we're going to make y'all fall under the same rules. Any teams that make it beyond uh, the wild card round should have to play at a n- neutral location if y'all see each other. So you, you are 
because I don't know if that was clear. Let's see if if Julio got uh, the the muscles. If he got, because it's relevant. So part of me, part of me believes that Julio gives you that fire because you started your takeoff like Barry White. You was like, and so, and uh, yeah, as long as we um and show you're right and all that. Yeah, see, you 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 came with the sexy voice first, and then you kind of souped it all up. This is but I guess just to be clear, you're saying that the Bills Bengals game should not be at a neutral site. It should be. It should be at a neutral site, and the Chiefs. Uh, and the Bills should be at a neutral site as well. I think at the end of the day, when you decided to change the rules, then you, for all three teams that are affected, you got to make them follow by the same rules. So if you, te- if you, any of you three teams face each other, it should have been at a neutral site. Uh, I could agree with that. That's uniform. I'm not going to give you fire for it, but well, I'll give. I'll agree with you. Well, I had a second point. I was going to talk about the offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators got fired. Like, wh- when did? When did this become Black Thursday? What, what, I mean, what, what happened today that everybody, all the playoff team woke up and decided they're... To fire today? You know what yeah. I'm saying? The, the Byron, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. Right? Uh, Todd McNair and all them down in... Yep. The like, Ravens. The Ravens let their OC go. Yep. The Dolphins. Let their, the defensive coordinator had nothing to do with that fourth and one. But he gets... <laughs> fired. And that's supposed to be his home. But I, that, like, it was, I heard they was together since college. And how about, how about, like, uh, before we go to break real quick, how about... The complexities and the, the dumpster fire in Tampa, where you win a Super Bowl, Tom, you give Tom Brady everything he wants. Yeah. He doesn't want Bruce Arians as the head coach, so you move Bruce Arians up into the box, into a different position, and then the next year, he he's he's able to exit. Nothing's really his fault, and now you fire the entire offensive staff. Like if you you talk about dysfunction. Like that soon from a Super Bowl, uh, I think the Buccaneers fit that bill. So when we come back, it's halftime. We got the text line, 913-586-7610. Phone lines, text lines are open. We're going to tackle those. And we got to deal with uh, some of this bye week concern and maybe going back into the vault of our experiences and how we fared then, back in the day. So barbershop, don't always open on time. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, and he gets buried. He gets destroyed by Sean Barber. Y'all better get ready to rumble. Got to run like a Spice it like gumbo. Spice on the bone. Maddox throws up the middle, intercepted, intercepted in the end zone, picked off by Sean Barber. Birds eye view. We're not giving you the whole intro. Man, that thing is. You can't come late and get a full intro. Yeah, you can, because I did. Yeah, yeah, you can, because oh, I did. you trying to puff your chest out? Because that, man, you know the intro is just, man, B-Dub. B-Dub right. did his thing on both hours. Ooh. I give it to him. Shout out to B-Dub. Man. Oh, Julio like- did that. See, you, you've been giving the wrong credit all this time. All right, we're back. We got the phone lines open. Text line is open. Let's go quickly to Dan and KC. Dan, what you got? Hey, Dan. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Ready for the Chiefs game Saturday. Just uh, they got to do what they did in the first year meeting to stop MTN. They held MTN to 45 yards. And mm-hmm. uh, and they, they'll, they'll do a pretty good job on Kirk, too, where I was guarding him. And uh, I agree with you, Dan. Yeah, uh, Joey Bolson shouldn't lost his temper like that. You know, even though he thought it was a false start, you know, he still got to keep his emotions. And then the extra point going for two, you know, the big 30 28, then the, then the field goal to win. And uh, I, uh, was proud that the Cowboys said he pulled it out. They're going to do it against the 49ers. Uh, Brett Morska started making those extra points, and let's go and take care of the Jaguars. And uh, then, on the, then Marty give you a day off on the on the bye week. What are your thoughts on that when he coached? He gave you a day off. Good stuff, Dan. We appreciate you. Yeah, Marty had a, a, a method uh, where back then the CBA wasn't as structured and strict where you had to give – players off specific amounts of time. But during the bye week, what Marty would do is he gave us two days on, two days off, two days on, two days off. And he would do it like that so that we could not go on a vacation. We couldn't go anywhere really because if you got to get some treatment or you're trying to get some workouts in, you just look at the schedule and you're like, dang, Mm. I I guess I got to cancel that trip. I guess I just got to stay in town because you got two on, two off. So there was a method to his madness. Now they – pretty much have to give guys consecutive days off, uh, which is good in a way as well. And it it puts the onus on them being uh, more disciplined with their time and where they go, especially knowing that social media and pictures and all that are going to be out there. I think we see a lot of guys more disciplined than probably we would have been back in the 90s if we'd have got full weeks off. All right, Big Jacks, what you got? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, you know uh... – I think this kid Lawrence is a baller, man, for real. I mean, he's, he's proven he could, he's a winner. Uh, he's got to come in here though and face this Arrowhead crowd on a Saturday at three thirty. They probably gonna be out there at three thirty in the morning <laughs> out there already tailgating, bro. So I can't even imagine what this uh, what this crowd is gonna be like on Saturday. So uh, it's this is gonna be an experience. I think it's gonna be the warm up for Chris Jones and them uh, so they can get. Uh, 
get get right, bro. Uh, and not get right, but I'm saying uh, that defense is going to have to step up in these games all the way through in order for this team to really win. We know Pat's going to put up points, uh, but this defense is going to have the ball. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I appreciate y'all. I'll holler at you later. All right, Big Jacks, appreciate you. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, appreciate you. I, I agree. I think this is a, a game, and Barbershop, I'd be interested from a defensive perspective. He says they gotta, they're got they going to have to step up their game. Uh, Chris Jones has played in 10 playoff games, hasn't had a sack yet. He's one guy that has to step up his game. I think, uh, obviously, you're going to be asking a lot of the rookies in the back end to handle their business, not give up big plays like the Chargers did in allowing the Jaguars to get back in the game. But I, I feel like it's all going to start up front. Yeah, we got to stop calling these guys rookies too, right? Oh, they're not rookies. Yeah, they're just first-year guys. First That's year my, guys. Ba- my bad. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Justin Reed said like they they unproven. And after a whole season of going through the gauntlet we went through with the receivers we faced, those guys, I mean, they got more playing experience than some corners in their second and third year. So, True. Um, yeah, now I'm looking for the defense to step up, but not because, you know, me or Big T or anybody else says so. Basically, it's just that time, right, when you get to play our football – uh, end of the don't season. say it. Don't say it. Don't say it about being more important than the offense. Don't you dare say it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's already. Yeah, you're right. It's already known. It's already known. I ain't. Even, I ain't got to see. People know who wins championships. I didn't say defense, but it, you just offense. did. No, I just said it like backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Big T, what you got? Yeah, hey guys, thanks for taking my calls. Nice seeing you guys down there at Cinderblock. Oh really, yeah, a, that was a good time. Um, so, Dan, I like how you talk about the stability from top to bottom of our organization. Uh, that you know, Regardless, we've had great a year, and I expect more because this team's just going to keep rolling. I mean, within our division, look at the instability. I mean, do you trust the Raiders? No. Do you trust Denver? Look at them, the dysfunction. And then look at that coach. Do you trust that idiot coach in, at, at L.A.? You know, the Chargers? No. And then you got Baltimore and Miami and Patriots and Tennessee. What are they all going to do? So I, I, I'm thankful for our Chiefs. Thank you for playing so hard for us and being such a competitive team year in and year out. And then, you know, that, that quarterback pretty much, you know, all year, he, he, you know, he looks like he looks like uh, Tarzan, but pretty much all year he's played like Jane up until last week. Now, you know, he runs his mouth and says, Oh, uh, you know, the stadium, I don't expect it to be as loud as at our, at our home game. Well, I got news for him. Bad when he news. comes in here Saturday, a big jack said it, or whoever that guy was before the caller, this guy's going to be up 3.30 morning party. You're going to be rowdy. And I'm just going to say it's going to be uh, 100 times louder than that blow, blow dryer machine that he sits under at the beauty shop. Let's go. <laughs> that is always, let's go out and, and, and kick some Jaguar ass and go cheese. Appreciate you, Big T. Big T. I am behind you 100%. Uh, I don't know what kind of cauldron. Actually, I do know what kind of cauldron Trevor Lawrence has gotten himself into by that comment. Um, Definitely idiotic. But at the same time, like we know our Chiefs fans are going to rally around that and make it as noisy as possible. 142.2 142.2 decibels is definitely a possibility on a Saturday afternoon. You got all Saturday morning, get your mimosas, whatever it is, get your gasoline in you, and come out for a 3.30 kick and blow the ears out of Trevor Lawrence and that offense. I am totally, totally amped up about that, Barbershop. Um, what about you? Yeah, man, I'm going to give some advice to our guy, um, um Alberino, right? Rob Alberino, Rob Alberino yep. who does all the game day stuff. He might want to go ahead. toss power trap. Shout out. 
You might want to go ahead and take a little snippet. And little, he's a listener. Right, a little audio snippet and a video to go with it of uh, uh, Lawrence saying oh, put that. put it on the board? And put it oh. Before the game starts, just put it on the board and just look at the fans, look around oh, and say, challenge has been set. Oh, imagine if they did that. Ooh. I wonder, talk- if they have, I wonder if Rob, I'm going to ask him Sunday, if they yeah. have restrictions on what they can put on the board, because that would be oh, perfect. Be put that quote up there. Lighting the match right oh. there. Arrowhead <laughs> on fire. The whole <laughs> right, series. Right, right after the home of the Chiefs, Ooh. you do that while they're go doing the coin toss or whatever? Yeah, we have a message from the Chiefs from uh, the quarterback <laughs> of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, actually, this message is for all the fans in Kansas City about your the loudness of the stadium. And just play that audio oh, clip. Oh, my gosh. That would be oh, excellent. Yeah. All right. So we got the text line. Somebody from the 816. Wasn't Ray Rice from Rutgers? Yes, Ray Rice was from Rutgers. Kenny Britt, uh, the McCourty brothers. Uh, there's several guys that have come out of there. I'm, I'm from North Jersey, so I was recruited by Rutgers. Did not ever even think about going down there. Uh, but they did have some players. You're right. Uh, but Isaiah Pacheco, has he has the capabilities of being the most special out of all of those guys. Um, let's see. From the 785, the listeners were not part of the meeting, so you owe us 11 minutes, Barbershop. I'm going to give it to them. They want, they want recovery. Yeah, listen, they I'm feel a, cheated. No, no, I'm a man of my word. We only got one hour. I'm going to sit here for 11 minutes during, afterwards <laughs> during the gold show when we, we talk about the bets. You're going to sit there for 11 minutes? I'm going to sit here for 11 minutes and, talk, right. and, let, and listen to him. <laughs> and when that clock says 9 11, that's when you're going to leave? With all due respect, 9 11. Uh, I, yes, I will get up and carry my keys up out of here. So for 913, barbershops don't always open on time. Should I, I tell them that you ain't know what that meant? Bro. You thought it was a support of you instead of I did. barbershops I and beauty salons opening the when they feel like All it? All right, so my name is, my nickname is Barbershop. So it's I hear it so much, I don't even even relate it to an actual barbershop, like a brick-and-mortar building. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I, yes, I did think the, the mm-hmm. text line was giving me some support. Only to find out, no, they were just trying to do a play on words. And I, I looked at you and told you, oh, I got it. Like, Finally. <laughs> it <laughs> like, took a while. It was like six minutes after the know, text message. All right. From the 816, here's a question. Who were scarier and more physical players, the quiet ones or the loud trash, trash talkers? Ain't no, nobody ain't scared of nobody. This, we nobody grown, yeah, yeah we grown on the train. Ain't, no, ain't no scared now. I can tell you the ones that backed it up was those quiet ones. The, the the silent assassins kind of them dudes that hit you and put the hand up and pick you back up and tell you hey I'm gonna see you again, uh, but they was they didn't talk all that uh, you know all that noise all that all that you know I can think of some guys that talked a lot a whole mm-hmm. lot and sometimes they you know when when really put to the test they didn't really back it up as much so yeah I think I had more respect for the quiet ones because the loud ones that talk trash they were also loud and crying. Like in whining. Oh, oh my so if, like for us as wide receivers, we would go and crack back on safeties and cut block corners and do all the physical stuff and just as much trash talking as they would talk in defending passes and all that, mm-hmm. they would cry just as loud when, hey, stay off my knees and blah, blah, you're trying to do that. I'm like, is it within the rules? My, my example of that, the quiet one, is Will Shields. Yeah, Will didn't talk trash. And in O. The old two, oh three season when we had to go play Baltimore on Monday night, it was him versus Ray Lewis. Oh, I remember Every that. Every other play, I remember Ray that. Lewis was crying to the ref. I'm being held. He started crying to his teammates. Yeah, I'm being on the sideline. He was mic'd double, up. If they doubling me, somebody got to be free. Yeah. And then you look at the film. It's just him and Will. Just him and Will. Over and over again. Will was dancing with his behind Ooh, too. The dancing bear. 
was on the show. Was putting it on. He was putting it on. Oh my him. gosh! And yeah. yes, you was right. Ray Lewis was crying like a baby to the ref. Man, that was that was that's some funny uh, mic'd up right there. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely some special times, and we appreciate all the text line and the phone line. So we're gonna go to to break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about this Jaguars team and a lot more about our experiences during these playoffs, bye weeks, etc. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Alright, alright Julio. See the problem with playing some playing jams like that, then we wind up not getting on air quick enough because we sitting here vibing with the music. We're back fourth quarter, last quarter of the show for players only before this divisional round playoff against the Jaguars and Barbershop. We tackled the text line. We tackled the phone lines. You know, before we get into predictions, I want to I talk about our experiences. We talked earlier about you and I both being on 13 and three teams, having bye weeks, uh, coming out after bye weeks, and in I think uniformly for you and I, we both fell down after that. We didn't play well. Now we don't believe that's going to be the case with this Chiefs team. But is there is there a difficulty not only playing after a bye week and getting yourself up with your teams? Was it difficult? And then were you guys in a situation where you played a team a second time? That's not wasn't in your division, but you, you played them earlier that season and then had to play them in in, in the uh, playoffs. I did. I want to hear about you. Well, that's some very uh, specific memories for me to try to <laughs> try to come up with and, and realize what happened to me after bye weeks. But I can tell you my mindset. I can tell you that I appreciated having the opportunity to freshen up and not have mm-hmm. to feel the aches and pains each and every Sunday like you're used to doing, even during practice. How do you prepare yourself for the next opponent? when you're still worrying about your hands being swollen, your knees and the amount of inflammation you have throughout your body. How, how, on a, on a scale of one to 10 or percentage wise, what was the average feeling of your body from week, like as you got to the latter part of the season and specifically into the playoffs, if you didn't have that bye week, what, what do you feel like you were 70% of yourself? I mean, so to be totally honest, I don't even know if I can allow myself to even remember because, like, you you don't have an option. Yeah. And so, if you don't have that bye week, you just keep you just keep plugging away. It's it's the the routine of not having you know uh, multiple days off. Uh, You're used to the victory Mondays, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're back to it. Friday, you're trying to flush your body, flush your mind. Saturday, last minute adjustments, and then go play on Sunday. And you do that nonstop without even thinking, how does my hand feel? How do my ankles, knees? Now, when you're out there on practice trying to run around. You feel it. And you, <laughs> you, you, you run that it. time. You need to, hey, coach, you got to get the other guy in there so I can get myself back together. Um, because you want the focus to not to be on your aches and pains. You want the focus to be on the game plan. You yeah. want everybody to be learning the game plan and, and, and hearing the communications and all the uh, adjustments that you're trying to make throughout you know, um, playing defense. You don't want your aches and pains to be something that keeps the team from progressing. Yeah. So you ignore it and you ignore it. But when you do have the time for that bye week and you know coach says, all right, we're going to practice on Monday and I won't see you until Thursday. Have, have a couple of days to just, I mean, get mm-hmm. away and just not think about game planning or anything. Man, that's a, that's a total reset. That's, yeah. a, that's a total back to square one. 
um, I, as far as me being fresh. I don't think people realize how how valuable 48 hours is. 48 hours of nothing in football. Never mind, these guys got more than more time than that yep. in a bye week. But 48 hours of nothing when you've had a regimen that you've gone through from July through the entire season mm-hmm. is extremely valuable. And, you know, there are people out there that work regular jobs and they get the weekends off. And then they lace them up on Monday and they go back to their jobs, whether it's a physical job or a more mental job and it's draining. And maybe people don't feel like, you know what, I feel like I am, you know, I'm still as, as I have so much angst and anxiety Monday as I had Friday, or I'm dreading going to work on Monday and getting up out of bed. Well, from a football standpoint, I'm not saying it's more physically challenging or anything like that, but like, because that's been your regimen, like you value those 48 hours, like to the extent, like you're ready to like go hug your coach. Mm-hmm. Like this time, like you've never heard a locker room cheer or a meeting room cheer loud until you hear a coach say, Hey, you guys go ahead off. I'll see you on Thursday. Like that's like guys, all the aches and pains leave right then. Cause you're ready to sprint out the building before, before he changes his mind. So yeah, the bye week there's concern about starting off slow and all that, but it, in the locker room, that's not a concern. That's usually just a concern for fans. But from a player's perspective, you value the bye week and the opportunity to, to rest your body so much that the alternative and the other stuff just becomes minimal. Yeah, it's almost, and people have uh, tried to compare it or equate it to like running a race. And I say, imagine, imagine me and you in a race and we're running a mile, four laps. Each one of those laps equals about three or four football games. Mm-hmm. And after that race is over – we're being told that the winner of that race will be able to sit for 60 seconds while the other person continues to exercise. And then after that 60 seconds seconds over, you get to re-engage at the same exact point and try to finish three to four laps, knowing that if you don't finish first on either one of those laps, you're done. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the equivalent of how much a bye week's lets you like totally reset your mind and be ready for this in the playoffs. Oh my goodness. Three game push. It is what it is. Yeah. There's some question, obviously in this matchup, you have the mentee versus the mentor and Doug Peterson and Andy Reid. Uh, I don't feel like I've been asked the question about if there's an advantage. I feel like the mentor always has the advantage because you know what the, the mentee has absorbed from you. We have the luxury of playing them in week 10. That's not that long ago. And so, yes, there may be some slight advantages in regards to rolling the dice and Doug Peterson feeling like their backs are against the wall. They have nothing to lose. They're going to come out. The first time we played them, they opened up with a surprise onside kick, and it actually wasn't a surprise. I talked with Dave Tobe, and he said, we practiced it. Mm-hmm. We were ready for it. They just executed. So exactly. it wasn't a surprise. They just executed better. But like I feel like on one side you can say, well, Doug Peterson, who knows? We saw that fourth and one play against the Chargers basically to win the game, a roll of the dice, very gutsy, very ballsy. Uh, but I feel like in the entire scope of the game, 60 minutes, the mentor is going to prevail. He is in a better position than the mentee. Yeah, he's been known for going for it on fourth down and two-point mm-hmm. conversions more than probably any coach um, that's currently playing. But it's no different than what he did at the Eagles. He did the same thing, same coaching style. And so Dougie P, he's coming to town. But at the end of the day, man, these Chiefs going to take care of business. Take care of business indeed. And the fact that they're playing on a Saturday 
to me is a benefit. Playing the first game of the weekend, right. get it out of your system, be able to get home probably by halftime of the second game and then relax the entire Sunday to watch who you're going to play and watch the rest of football. So no negatives in playing on Saturday. To me, I don't feel like there's a disadvantage at all. We've had a week and a bye against a team that we beat by 10 points. We're better than them. We just got to show up on Saturday afternoon and get it done. So with that, with Barbershop, we will expect to be back here next Thursday with a Chiefs win in tow and getting ready for the AFC Championship. Barbershop, I'm Danon Hughes. We're out. Peace. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.